0: Hello and welcome to Shepherds and Kings. My name is Jacob Treloar and I'm the founder and the host of this podcast. If this is your first time listening or if you've tuned in before, thanks for stopping by and listening. I hope you're challenged to grow. The goal here is to find balance, which really means getting our priorities in order with the supernatural help of God. Uh, we want to, whether you're called to be a shepherd or to be a king or anywhere in between, uh, to get our lives to where they need to be with God's help. 1st Um, Thanks again for feedback, those of you who have encouraged um, me through a message or um, communicating with me personally. Uh, Thanks for the feedback and for suggestions. And then also thanks to our sponsor, Clean5110. If you have not yet gone and checked them out on social media, and of course on their website, you can use the code SHEPHERD at checkout to get a discount. So please go support them and what they're all about, living a clean Christian lifestyle and uh, supporting, of course, also uh, the right to life um, so again, go check out Clean 5110. Today we're going to look at balance from more of a traditional perspective, which is um, things being equal or maybe more appropriately, uh, two sides of the same coin. Um, and we are going to uh, kind of take the look at, look at opposites, maybe is the best word for it. But uh, abandon and prudence. And I've chosen those words specifically, but um, prudence, of course, being a biblical word. But uh, abandon is not quite described in the Bible, but we'll we'll see how it fits, and that's where we're going to start today. Uh, is abandon because there is a a wildness uh, of life that appeals to a man. You know, down uh, down deep, we like the the unpredictable, the unknown, the great uh, the great unknown, the great wilderness, uh, the vastness of creation. We there's something about us about that that appeals to us. Now, many of us lean more towards safety and insurance and risk mitigation and uh, layers of protection but down deep God built into us uh, it he that that we love adventure he, he put it in a man's heart to love adventure and to take risks because of course God himself is a incredibly free wild being he is in control of everything and can do whatever he wants and and answers to no one or nothing and so he put a little bit of that, Uh, inside of us he is terribly jealous Uh, he is immeasurable in his declarations of love and the earth itself it says in Psalms trembles at his anger I really like the practical allegorical illustration of this in the Chronicles of Narnia if you haven't read that um, you would enjoy it your kids uh, would enjoy it if they're a little bit older but uh, the characters in this book are talking about the king in this story Aslan and uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of the story here because I love it so much Aslan is a lion, the lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall feel rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And I love the illustration there by C.S. Lewis describing God, that he he's not safe, he's not a creature that can be tamed or put in a cage, or a being that could be tamed or put in a cage, but he's good. And we have a God who calls us to live with that uh, wildness, or again, the word that I've chosen today, abandon. The Hebrew word, uh, hefker as I think, how you pronounce it, which stands for reckless abandonment. Describes a person who abandons a sense of identity and self as well as uh, attachment to or ownership of land and instead becomes open to experience the wilderness. Um, the suggestion to find freedom and recklessness and abandonment opens new horizons. And so, basically, saying that, um, you know, instead of being tied to a piece of property, that this person kind of just lives off the land. Now, that's not what I'm asking you to do, but you see that. Um, with abandoning sort of an identity of self, that's what God wants us to do, to die daily. And so um, to give up a little bit of part of us, to live with, you know, take no thought for the morrow is what God tells us, to live kind of like uh, with, with with again, the word is abandoned, with with uh, not, not having that plan in place. Again, when Jesus said, take no thought for the morrow, I don't think he's t- telling us to live foolishly but he's talking about trust. And that's where a lot of abandon comes from is trust. When I, you know, I've never gone bungee jumping. I feel like I, I would like to do it at some point, but there is a lot of trust placed in the people who put the machine together and the people who tie the rope around your feet and and uh, you just dive head first. That's abandon, but it, it comes from a, a place of a lot of trust. And so when we live with sort of an abandon for God, not thinking about uh, tomorrow as far as our, our safety necessarily, but here's what God wants me to do. I'm just going to go head first for it. I'm going to dive into it. Sometimes I find myself, uh, more like the man who is preparing for the doomsday his whole life. You know, he buries a shelter, he stocks food. Uh, people think he's nuts. He cuts ties with the world and he never takes the time to enjoy any social events because this apocalypse is coming. That's often how I am. I, I try to save money. I look at the negatives and the risks of everything, what could go wrong. I figure out, you know, here's the downside of this uh, particular decision. But recently, uh, I, looked at, I took a look at myself and I said, you know what? I, I really need to, uh, in common vernacular, loosen up a little bit. Um, just to, but really, again, it's letting go a little bit. And ultimately, it's putting things in God's hands. Living with abandon. Part of it is spiritual, uh, putting you know those things in God's hands. But some of it is just me as a personality. But I'll tell you, you enjoy life much more when you live with abandon, when you embrace the wildness, when you have no path per se. You know, you just go hiking without a plan. When you uh, say, "All right, let's just do this," and again, you can't necessarily live your whole life that, but. Um, you start to enjoy things a little bit more. I still worry. I still care too much. But at the end of the day, living with some abandon has been very good for me. I've tried new things. I've took some more risks that I might not have taken. And I've had more fun. And I've also found a deeper trust in God because of it, realizing that he will take care of me. And again, I'm not being stupid here, um, but uh, living with, with some abandon is, is often a good thing. Go, taking that too far is, of course, a negative, but our, our soul needs this wildness, this like open-ended expression of exploration, of being able to do what it is that we want to do, uh, again, within reason. I, I hope you understand that, that I'm not saying you can go sin or you can go do it as, uh, do something foolish regarding your family, but there's got to be some time where um, you—so, like, people's reactions here during this COVID thing kind of show you that we are not meant to be— cooped up. We are not creatures that are designed to be in in enclosed and in cages and in cubicles and offices. Like We have to be out and doing something and enjoying God's world and creation and living with a little bit of that uh, abandon, some off-the-cuff decisions, some exposure to something that is truly wild um, and vast and beyond ourselves. So again, I'm not talking about being stupid. I'm saying God built a wild world for us to take risks in, so let's not sit around and wallow in fear about what could go wrong. Our heart and soul need some abandon. Uh, John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart, talks a little bit about this. He says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive, because what the world needs are men who have come alive. And I think that's a really accurate uh, way to put that, that you know, um, the people who make the most difference in the world around them are the people who are passionate about what they do. And, uh, of course, if you're passionate about serving God... um, that's what makes you come alive because that's what the world needs. Uh, Jack London um, in The Turtles of Tasman wrote, I'd rather sing one wild song and burst my heart with it than live a thousand years watching my digestion and being afraid of the wet. Um, and if, if you hearing that kind of stirs something in you, like, man, I get that. I understand uh, being uncontained and, and doing something just so wild and incredibly passionate and strong and whatever it is, that we need to have a little bit of that in our lives, living with abandon. God is uh, an, a being with, uh, with no containment. Uh, let's live our lives with a little bit of that. On the other side of it, we are built for self-preservation. We feel the need to take care of our family if times get tough, and that's what prudence is. Prudence is uh, thinking in hypotheticals. Proverbs tells us, of course, the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. And again, this is where I lean. I'm the risk mitigating what could go wrong, will go wrong, uh, Murphy's Law kind of guy. Um, poking holes in plans is fun for me. I like uh, seeking out what what could go wrong. Um, I, have a ha- I have a habit of, uh, you know, figuratively putting extra stakes in my tent uh, or keeping old screws just in case I need them and... Um, you know, the, the, the kind of guy who keeps a lot of food on hand. Uh, if you're not that kind of person, that's fine, but don't overlook the evil on the horizon. You may not see it now, but it is there. Um, living with prudence uh, is important. In, in this kind of crazy, ridiculous world, we're told to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. That's what being uh, prudent is all about. A lot of us are harmless as doves, but we're uh, dumb as doves, too, in a lot of cases. Um, We just float along and, I hope things don't go wrong. I should be fine. I'll deal with that when it comes. Well, you're not the exception. Things will go wrong, inevitably. Where is your prudence? The prudent man is very biblical. Uh, Proverbs is full of illustrations about prudence. The ant in in Proverbs 30, the prudent man that foreseeth evil, the prudent man that regardeth or takes reproof, Um, what the prudent man does is live with spiritual insight. He he knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two, as the farmer's insurance commercial says. Uh, it's not enough to just be aware. The prudent man thinks through the possibilities. He sees down the road. He's shrewd like the serpent. Uh, are you prudent in your decisions? Do you think about what the effects of your choices will be? Do you think about how to take care of, of those you're charged to protect before the rain starts coming down? Do you have a plan? Uh, Prudence in your finances means saving for a rainy day. Prudence in your morality uh, means planning for a response when temptation comes. Prudence in your social life means preparing to react when someone is aggressive towards you. Prudence in protecting your family means buying a gun or getting a dog or a home alarm system, whatever it is. Uh, But you have to kind of think ahead. You have to be prudent in your life. Victor Hugo said in in the book Les Mis, uh, nothing is more imminent than the impossible. What we must always foresee is the unforeseen. Realizing that, you know what, you can't plan for everything, but you better plan for what you think you might not have to plan for. It's kind of a convoluted thought, but hopefully you get that. Um, I heard another really good quote by Matt Shana and I'm not sure how to pronounce that name, but be wise enough to learn from the past, shrewd enough to capitalize on the present, and clever enough to prepare for the future. That again, that it is coming. Something's coming. Who knows what it is, but you've seen enough uh, in, in history to say, just like Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. We are going to hit another economic downturn. We are going to uh possibly lose someone we're close to we you might get robbed you might i don't know lose your job there's all kinds of things that could happen are you prudent enough to to have a plan it takes some effort and energy to put together uh, a bug out bag um it takes some effort to keep your weight down as you get older so your health bills don't pile up uh it takes some energy to fix things before they completely fall apart um but uh, that's what prudence is—it's taking some time to think in hypotheticals, imagining what could go wrong as best as you can, then preparing for it. And if if you're like me, you probably understand that you are on one side of the fence or the other. You're probably a risk taker by nature, or. You're on the other side, you're the risk mitigator by nature. You already know, for the most part, I imagine, uh, if you live with more abandon or with more prudence. If you can't see um, any evidence of either in your life, you probably need to get off the couch and do something. Our goal, though, is to find uh, the weaker side of, of whichever, you know, we talked about the two sides of the coin here. Find a way to increase both. Learn to find your wild side if you're more prudent. And again, that's what I started to do. Um, if you're more reckless, start to think through your, your through your decisions a little bit more. And again, I'm not telling you to stop being who you are. I'm telling you to grow in your weak area. Uh, think of it this way. Here's a couple il- illustrations. Uh, abandon is skydiving. Prudence is making sure your life insurance is up to date before you go. Uh, abandon is trying new foods. Prudence is packing the Tums. Abandon is learning a new skill. Prudence is maybe not videotaping the first time you try it. Abandon is talking to a stranger. Prudence is brushing up on a few conversation topics first. Abandon is finding the wilderness, the wildness of nature. Prudence is putting on bug spray first. Uh, Abandon is going hiking off the trail. Prudence is knowing how to read a compass. Whatever it is for you, get better in the other area. Uh, If you are so scared that you'll never try something new, learn a little bit of abandon. Uh, But if you're constantly trying something new and constantly putting people at risk or putting people in danger, even uh, learn to find a little bit of prudence. If you are prone to um, too much uh, prudence, over prudence that again, you're the, you're the doomsday guy. uh, You're not going to be able to prepare for everything. No one ever can. And, And no one, you're not going to enjoy your life. God did not call us to live in fear. Um, he In Timothy, he talks about not giving us the spirit of fear, uh, but a power. Power sounds like an abandoned word to me. Power has to do with abandon. Uh, a sound mind has to do with prudence. And love is just right there in the middle that we can do both of those things with love. But whether you are on the power side of things or on the sound mind side of things, learn to bring up the weak area. Well, that wraps up today's show, and uh, I hope you you take a look at the side of your life that you need to bring up. Uh, keep, of course, uh, sharing this with other men and uh, letting me know on social media or otherwise uh, that this was a challenge to you. And of course, again, thanks to Clean5110. Uh, go check them out. Enter the code SHEPHERD for a discount, and uh, we will we'll talk to you soon.